This play you're about to hear was recorded by the Digital Journalism class of Quarter 2, 2022. The play is A Christmas Carol, based on the story by Charles Dickens in The Scope magazine. A finely dressed gentleman steps on stage and speaks to the audience. It is Christmas Eve in London. England and I, Jacob Marley, am as dead as a doornail. I've been dead for seven years, in fact. Lights rise on a door that says Scrooge and Marley, accountants. This is a story about my business partner, Benzer Scrooge. The door lifts away to reveal a gloomy office. A white-haired man sits at a large desk, counting money. Sixty-five, sixty-six, sixty-seven. This is Ebenezer Scrooge. His cheeks are as withered as his soul. Scrooge's clerk, Bob Cratchit, sits at the at a tiny desk, shivering. Mister Scrooge. May I add some coal to the fire? Absolutely not. Coal costs money. <laughs> Moily shakes his head and sighs. Then he exits. Fred comes bouncing in, his eyes sparkling. Merry Christmas, Uncle. Bah humbug. <laughs> what reason have you might have you to be merry? You're not wealthy. What reason have you to be monoose? you with all your riches bah what is christmas but a time for spending money without making any every fool who goes about saying merry christmas should be boiled in his own puddle uncle what good has christmas ever done to you many things do us good without making us rich though never put a scrap of gold in my pocket i believe i am all the better for having celebrated them here here Quiet, Cratchit, or you'll celebrate Christmas by looking for a new job. (laughs) Have Christmas dinner with us tomorrow, Uncle. Humbug. Why not? That's enough. Good day, nephew. So be it. I shall be on my way. Merry Christmas, Uncle. Merry Christmas, Mr. Cratchit. And a Happy New Year. Bah, my clerk with barely enough to feed his family and a sick child, too, talking about a happy new year. The town clock chimes five. Cratchit stands expectantly, clutching his thin coat and hat. I suppose you, you'll want tomorrow off. Yes, sir. And you expect me to pay you for a day when you're not working? Christmas comes but once a year. Take the day, but you better be here even earlier the next morning. Scene two. Lights rise on a dismal bedroom. Scrooge wearing a dressing gown and slippers sits by a weak fire. From off stage comes the sound of rattling chains. What's that noise? The rattling grows louder and louder. 
Then a ghost with death cold eyes passes right through Scrooge's door. Its head is wrapped in bandages. A thick chain is wound around its body. Who are you? I am the ghost of your partner, <gasps> Jacob Marley. The ghost shrieks and shakes its chains. Scrooge drops to his knees and covers his face. Mercy, dreadful spirit. Why are you here? To warn you, death brought me no peace. Now I am doomed to drag this heavy chain and wander the world alone forever. Why are you chained? Each link is a punishment for some kind deed I failed to do in life. Oh, why did I not show charity? But you were such a fine business. You were a fine man of business. You made so much money. Mercy and charity should have been my business. Hear, hear me, Ebenezer. The chain you are creating is heavy and long, and you add to it daily. Tell me more. You can still escape my fate. What can I do? Tonight, you will be haunted by three spirits. Heed their warnings or be doomed to end up like me. Expect the first spirit when the clock strikes one. Scene three. A single light shines on Scrooge in bed, clutching a blanket under his chin. The town clock strikes one. There's a flash of light and a gentle spirit, spirit in a long white gown appears. I am the ghost of Christmas past. I will show you I will show you your life as it once was come. Scrooge rises. His bed flies up and the lights come on to reveal the inside of an old warehouse bustling with activity. Do you know this place? I held my first job here. Scrooge see, Scrooge sees a jolly man laughing. Why there's old Mr. Fezziwig. It's Christmas Eve, yo-ho, everyone. No more work tonight. Clear the floor for dancing. Workers begin moving furniture. Among them is Scrooge as a young man. There I am, so lighthearted and cheerful. Food is brought in. A fiddler starts playing. Everyone begins dancing merrily. Ah, Fezziwig, such a gracious man. It was the little things, mostly. The way he looked at you or patted you on the back. It was a pleasure to work for him. So much praise for such small things. Spreading happiness is not a small thing. Young Scrooge twirls a young woman around. With whom are you dancing? Belle, my dear. Dear Belle. <laughs> Bella shouts over the music to young Scrooge. <laughs> what a wonderful party. God. Young Belle. Young Scrooge beams at Belle, his eyes full of love. Oh, my. <laughs> I adore this holiday with all my heart. She was so full of light, so full of love. You loved her, but you did not marry her. Scrooge. Oh, um, we were both poor. I, I needed to seek my fortune first. Financial gain was your sole ambition. You cho chose wealth over love. Spirit, why do you not torture me? Why do you torture me with my past mistakes? 
All lights fade except for one which shines on Scrooge's bed as it reappears. The spirit vanishes, leaving Scrooge alone. Scene four. Scrooge sits nervously in the bed. The clock strikes two. Ooh. Ooh. And the Ooh. second spirit is a giant in a green robe. The spirit is as grand and joyful as the Christmas season. Hello, hello. I am the ghost of Christmas present. Very pleased to meet you. Spirit, let me learn from you. Well, all right, my fine fellow. Come, I will show you things as they are now. Scrooge's bed disappears revealing the inside of a shabby house. Riggedy chairs surround a worn table, on top of which sits a simple dinner. Where are we? You don't know the house of your own clerk, Bob Cratchit? Scratchit's son, Tim, Tiny Tim, hobbled to the table using an old wooden crutch. He is pale and weak with dark circles under his eyes, but his face shines with joy. There never was such a grand goose as this. There's a splendid, my wife, a triumph. So enthusiastic over a small goose, you'd think it was a prized turkey. It is all they can afford. They are not well off. Yet they're so cheerful, uh, so joyful, especially little Tim. A toast to Mr. Scrooge, founder of our feast. Must you mention Mr. Scrooge? If that ogre were here right now, I'd give him a piece of my mind to oh. feast upon. I wouldn't let that. My dear, it's Christmas. Fine, Merry Christmas to the unfeeling, unkind, miserly founder to this feast, Mr. Scrooge. And God bless us all. <laughs> Why Tiny Tim so begins to cough. <coughs> Spirit, will Tiny Tim live? Oh. I I see an empty seat and a crutch with no owner. No! <laughs> Say he will be alright, please. If there is no change in his circumstance, the child will soon die. Scrooge stands horrified as the ghost vanishes. The clock strikes three. Another ghost appears. The third phantom is cloaked in a dark robe. Scrooge's earth. Nothing can be seen except for one outstretched hand. Are you the ghost of Christmas yet to come? The ghost points its bony finger into the night. Ghost of the future, I fear you must. The stage transforms into a lonely cemetery. <laughs> a coffin a coffin is being lowered into the into a grave. Who died? Why is no one here to mourn? When did he pass away? Last week. What was the matter with him? An empty heart, I suppose. Little good his money did him.
Not one person cares that he's gone. But think of how much he saved with such a cheap funeral. <laughs> the phantom points at the gravestone. Trembling, Scrooge bends down to read the name. Ebenezer Scrooge. Ebenezer Scrooge. Ooh. No spirit, no. Can this future be changed? The spirit gives no reply. I am no longer the person I was. Scrooge grabs the spirit's bony hand. The spirit shrinks, then collapses into a heap. Scrooge falls to the ground and weeps. Scrooge awakens and jumps out of bed. I feel light as a feather. Was it all a dream? He opens a window. Ah, glorious sunshine. He calls to a boy walking by. My fine fellow, what day is it? Today? Why, it's Christmas Day. I haven't missed it, thank goodness. Do you know the prize turkey hanging in the butcher's window? Butcher's the, window? The one, the one that's, big, that's as big as I am. That's the one. I'll pay you to buy it. It, and have it brought to Bob Cratchit's house. Yes, sir. Merry Christmas, sir. Now I must join my nephew for dinner. Cut. Scene seven. Scrooge sits in an office, giddy with anticipation. Oh, what a Christmas I had yesterday with Fred and his family. Full of giving and games and glee. He checks his pocket watch. Cratchit scurries and panting. You're 18 and a half minutes late. I'm very sorry, sir. It won't happen again, sir. We had quite a celebration last night. A kind stranger sent us a prize turkey. And we had a merry time into the wee hours. I won't stand for this any longer. But Mr. Scrooge... I'm doubting your salary. Double Doubling your salary. <laughs> uh, sir? Merry Christmas, Mr. Cratchit. And your salary is just the start. I'll assist your family any way I can. And Tim, whatever he needs, I'll have it. Thank you, sir. Now put some more coal in the fire. It's frigid in here. Before you do any work, let's have more coal. Marley enters and speaks to the audience. Scrooge was even better than his word. He became as good as a man, good a man and as good a friend as the city had ever known. Scrooge joins Marley and returns to the audience. From then on, it was always said that if anyone knew how to celebrate Christmas, it was Ebenezer Scrooge. Ebenezer. Oh, we did good. We did good. Oh, thank you.